Welcome to Piedmont Technical Experts web blog series. If you've been following us on social media, you've probably seen our posts on New Year, New Password. And so we wanted to take a little bit of a deeper dive onto the whole New Year, New Password topic. So we're going to talk about passwords from a less technical point of view, starting with probably what's on top of everyone's list, why oh why are these darn IT guys keep making me change my password? Then we're going to talk about what makes a good password and what makes a bad password. Things you should avoid using for passwords. We're also going to talk about how many passwords you really need. And the best ways to manage this multitude of unique passwords. So why do folks in IT, like myself, want you to change your password? Number one, every single password cracker is 100% effective given enough time. So staying with the same password is never recommended. Number two, the length, complexity, age, and uniqueness of a password can be tied to a number of things. More and more, companies are being required to carry cyber liability insurance, or they're at least wanting to carry that insurance. In that case, password changes are something the insurance company is likely going to want to know about and make sure that you're doing. Additionally, if you have a compliance standard that your company is needing to meet, like NIST or CMMC for government contractors, or PCI compliance for credit card processing, or HIPAA if you're in the medical field, password changes are either required or recommended by the compliance standard that your organization's trying to maintain. Number three, it's basic protection from hacking. So the chart to the right shows the amount of time it takes on average for a password cracker to crack a password. These are average times based on no criteria. If the hacker has a starting point, uh, that time would be less uh, than what's on the chart. But everything being a level playing field, they have no, no knowledge of your environment. A password cracker can crack a four character password pretty much instantly no matter what's in it. Um, and the number of password changes that you have is really going to be related to this chart. The larger number of characters that you have, the more complexity that you have, the fewer password changes you require in a given year. The goal is, is that you're going to change your password before the uh, password cracker can crack your password, essentially. So if it's going to take seven months to crack a 10-character uh, number and mixed case letter password, then you should be probably be changing your password every three months as, a, as an example. All right? So what makes a good password? Well, that kind of depends on how often you're going to change the password. So if you're changing your password for the first time in a long while, one year or greater, I would recommend 
using a password that is 11 to 12 characters long using uppercase, lowercase numbers, and symbols or special characters uh, depending on how you uh, refer to them. Uh, obviously nothing that you can uh, look up in the dictionary. Uh, hopefully it is something easy for you to remember uh, but hard for anyone else to guess. So that means no family members, no pets, no birth dates, anniversaries, etc. Uh, you don't want to use the same password you use on other systems and websites on your work PC. Likewise, when you're talking about work websites, you really want to have a different login for those sites as well. Because if one site gets compromised, you don't want all your information compromised. Okay? Uh, definitely don't use the same password that at home as you do at work. No, it's not something the IT staff uh, is going to know uh, that you did that, uh, but it does increase the risk that if your home system or your work system gets compromised, that the other system is now compromised as well. Uh, and finally, nothing that is written on a post-it note. Um, you know, whether it's a post-it note on the monitor uh, or in your pen drawer or under your mouse pad or under your keyboard, uh, having them written down on a post-it note is not a good safety practice. And if I just named where you're currently storing your password, you've got some homework to do. So here are some examples of good passwords and bad passwords. So let's talk about the good passwords first. So all three of these examples hit the uh, complex character um, standard. Uh, the first one is probably the weakest out of the, th out of the three, and it's weak for a few reasons. Number one, it's only eight characters, all right? Number two, if a keyboard logger or something that is literally just recording every single keystroke that comes out of your computer uh, were to log this uh, and someone was to review that log, they would most likely know whatever preceded that entry was a username. So now they have your username and your password. Uh, out of the two remaining ones, my favorite is definitely the second. The two dogs run fast through the field it's lots of characters. It hits the complexity requirements. I've got uppercase, lowercase, numbers, special character. Spaces count as special characters. The exclamation point counts as a special character. Uh, obviously easy to remember. Uh, not necessarily something easy to guess. Um, the last one, you've got a good character length. You hit the complexity requirements. Uh, it is uh, a good password. It's decently easy to remember, uh, but it is all jumbled together. So at this point, it falls back to that keyboard logger. So that's where this one, to me, falls a little bit, bit weak. Uh, now let's talk about bad passwords. So if all you're using are numbers or characters, you need to get, get away from that and really move towards using complex passwords. 
just because of the amount of time it takes to crack an easy password. And literally just running through number combinations is kind of a, an instant thing for a computer program to do. Uh, so these other ones uh, that are on this list, um, I'm going to skip over the ABC123 for right now uh, and jump down to admin. If you are putting in a new device, uh, whether it's a switch, whether it's a cable DSL router, anything like that, change the password. Don't leave the default password in place. A lot of systems, uh, the default username is admin and the default password is also admin. Uh, so it's something that is usually tried pretty, pretty quick. Um, on top of that, if I know the model of the device, I can do a quick Google search and then I have the default username and password. All right, so on the other three here, ABC123, password, and password.1. Um, these are overly used passwords. Um, the Password is actually one of the most commonly used passwords uh, on computers and internet sites um, to date. Uh, websites are getting better about recognizing password and blocking people from using it. I know what you're saying, password.1, that is a long password, it is complex, it has that dot in it. Why is this bad? Because people guess password uh, and password.1 is kind of been a a known password set uh, for a while now. So just because a password is complex doesn't make it a good password. Uh, you want to avoid commonly used passwords like password the ABC123 password.1. Alright? So things to avoid with when choosing your passwords. Something that you're going to have to write down. When you're making it complex, you need to make it something that you can also remember, uh, which is why I like passphrases. Passphrases are memorable. They stay in your mind. Um, don't use family members, significant details, names, birth dates, anniversaries. Those are all typically easy, easy to find out information. If someone knows your name, they can, you know, obviously start looking for your birth date if it's on Facebook. Uh, they can start finding out family information through social media. All that, all that information is out there uh, and searchable. Uh, and then, don't keep a default password. Um, we already talked about how that's easy to find on the previous slide, so we won't go into too much more detail on that. All right, how many passwords do I need? Well, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, so my recommendation is a unique password for each environment you go into, meaning you should have a unique password for your work machine. You should have a unique password for your home computer. You should have a unique password for each website you log into. And you should have a unique password for each application you access. Uh, if you have the same sign-on on multiple systems, uh, then if that password ever does get 
uh, compromised, then the other systems are potentially compromised as well. Because it's not just, oh, I got into this system. It's, oh, I got into this system with this password. Let's see what else I can get into. So um, the exception to that is if you are using uh, some kind of multi-factor authentication uh, or two-factor authentication, uh, that might offset some of what I just said here. Uh, two-factor or multi-factor authentication we'll talk about on the next slide a little bit more, but essentially it's a second form of authentication that's going to add a layer of security uh, to your uh, user account and to your password. Okay, so how do I manage my passwords? Do not write them down, whether it's digitally uh, or on paper in any kind of unencrypted method. Uh, it's no better than putting a post-it note on your computer. I definitely recommend passphrases and I recommend you use a theme for them, uh, especially if you're going to have multiple passwords. Uh, I've not used this theme before, but uh, for this slide I used animals as a theme. Uh, I've one login goes two dogs are fun and my next system would get three cats are sad uh, easy to remember hard to guess and the other thing um, that you can consider doing at uh, this point is investing in a password manager program so there are tons on the market they're not all created equal uh, you know if you're looking at something like Passportal or LastPass uh, these are encrypted password managers uh, the plus with these systems is they do have plugins for your, your PC or apps for your phone that will either automatically fill in your passwords for you, they store them encryptedly, uh, and it's just an easier way to manage multiple passwords, and you can change them from one console. So everything that's in LastPass, for instance, you can change there, and it goes out to all these sites, so you don't have to remember well, I use this password on this site, and I use this other password for my banking site. I can go to LastPass and just change all my passwords from that one spot. And again, uh, we started on the last slide talking about multi-factor authentication. Uh, this would be programs like Duo, Okta, um, Microsoft Authenticator, or Google Authenticator. And basically what these programs do is they give you a six-digit code um, to put in on a website after you put in your username and password. Essentially that six digit code changes every between 30 seconds and a minute um, and so if you use this code once the next time you log in you get a new six digit code. So not only would a hacker have to hack your password they would also have to hack your two-factor authentication. So you can kind of see how uh, having the multi-factor authentication in place with your password adds another layer of security. All right, so the kind of the key takeaways here is is new year, new password. Uh, even if your company doesn't require it, you, you know, take the ex the initiative and increase your own personal security. Um, use different passwords for different systems. Uh, don't reuse your home passwords at work, don't write down your password, uh, 
you know, look at using complex passwords or passphrases. Uh, if needed, use a password manager. And look at start, look at using two-factor authentication. All right. I hope you enjoyed your time today. And definitely remember to like and follow us on all your social media. Uh, if you need help with your password or password manager, you can give us a call. Our contact information is on the screen. Uh, we're located in downtown Greensboro. Our email address is info at PiedmontTechnicalExperts.com or you can call us at 336-900-5906 and select option 3. Thank you and have a great day.